morning. Hallelujah. We're here to bless and magnify the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. We greet you in the name.
over, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is what to say, and what to say and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what to say? Somebody praise your God. Let them know that you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Bow your heads with us as we pray. Father God, we love you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for serving an awesome God. Oh God, as we come in your presence this morning, we thank you, oh God, for your presence that is already in this place, oh God. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will bless, oh God, the remaining portion of the service, oh God. I pray and ask you for an outpouring of your spirit, Lord God, upon every person that is here this morning, Lord God. Upon our online congregation, that you pour out your spirit upon them this morning, oh God. I pray and ask you for a mighty move like never before, oh God. And as we worship you, Lord God, we ask you to have your way this morning. Let your will be done, oh God, in everything that we do, Lord God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor as we continue to worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause all over this place this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Your praise forever. Your praise forever. 
Christ before me, Christ behind me, your loving kindness has never failed me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, remember love, remember mercy, Christ before me, hallelujah Jesus, your loving, your loving kindness has never Fail 
So continue to trust God with all your hearts and with all your mind. And lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And our God will direct all our path. Amen. We welcome you this morning. Everybody say it's offering time. You know, you know um, our tithe envelopes there that, you know, um, every week when I pay my tithes, you know, I pay a small extra for, for building fund. And, you know, w- the reason why I say that, you know, it could be this year, it could be next year. We don't know what God has in store. But the more we invest in God's uh, uh, foundation, the more we put to God's foundation, whatever we're put into, God will make sure it comes to fruition. Amen. And, you know, so I'm going to ask you that whatever you plan to give this morning, um, give a little extra this morning. Make sure you can give. Um, if you want to give online, you know, um, make sure you put a little extra. If you want to give to Building Fund, that way it can help towards our Building Fund project that we're currently working on. You know, we do, you know, we are looking $1.7 million. Uh, if someone out there, if you know someone that want to give generously, you know, if they want to give a little bit more than 1.7, if they want to give a little bit less, if they only have a dollar, you know, whatever, regardless of how small it is or how big it is, you know, give unto the Lord and the Lord will bless you in return. I've proven that for myself. You know, I've proven giving to God more than I supposed to. And God blessed me more than my, well, more than I could even imagine or think. So I'm, I'm just talking from experience. I'm not just saying this just to say a few words. But give unto the Lord. Give generously. Be a blessing into the kingdom of God. And God will make sure, you know, you in return will be blessed. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us one more time. Amen. Amen. Um, as we pray, remember if you're giving electronically, see Sister Patrice if you're here. Or if you want to give in line, you can go to Cash App, uh, CCC, dollar sign, CCC, 2711 if you're giving online. Amen to Cash App. But if you get here in the congregation this morning and you want to give, uh, see Sister Patrice, uh, we have two baskets in front and one in the middle there. So uh, be a blessing in the house of God this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for your blessings, oh God. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour. And Father God, as we come in your presence one more time to worship you, we ask your blessing, O oh God, to oh God, to continue to be upon us, Lord God. We ask you to bless our givers, Lord God. Our online, O oh God, congregation, that you'll bless them. Those that are traveling from far and near that are here in the house of God this morning, we ask your blessing upon them, Lord God. Continue to open up doors for us more, O oh God, like never before, Lord God. Bless our family, O oh God. Bless our pastor and all our leadership in this congregation and we ask you will to be done as we continue to worship and praise you in the name of jesus we pray and everybody said amen everybody said amen come on give the lord a round of applause another time this morning praise god worship the lord with us in jesus name
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you weren't here, well, most of you weren't here this morning at 9 a.m. and at 9 a.m. service. I mean, you're talking about God just having his way. Brother Scarlett played, and I couldn't help it. I don't know what happened. I just said, you got to come back and do that again. And he did it all over again. I'm telling you, God just had his way. God just had his way. Amen. You know, you know, it's in the Bible about, you know, play, praising God with instruments. And anything that you do that's biblically based, something just happens. You know, a lot of times we try to do things. It's not biblically based and we don't get the results that God wants to give us. But when we do the things that are biblically based, praise him with the trumpet. Oh, and I'm telling you, you know who tells me, um, Rose and Teddy tells me whenever they tune in, they just can't help when the horns are playing. That's what they tell me. They, say they love the horns. Oh, my goodness. They love the horns. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Wyatt can't get enough. My Lord. I, no, 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 no. He will only play again. Is Sister Wyatt change her clothes and go put on her dance and stuff, and while he plays, she dance. How about that? How about that? Don't mess with me. You know I'm equipped. I'm equipped. So all of you that ain't never seen her dance, praise dance, is you want to see him play that again? Tell her when she's ready, we'll see it. We'll, we'll do it again. Got that? We good now? Don't mess with me. Don't mess with the preacher. Hallelujah. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Haven't we been having a good time this morning? Ain't nothing like when God is moving, God is blessing, and we're just having a good time in all of it. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am so just grateful for what God is doing. A little bit of snow getting ready to come down outside. It's just a wonderful, wonderful day. God has been good to us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We welcome you to Christ-centered church. So good to be with everybody. I tell you, God is good. I got a word from the Lord this morning. I told you the Lord gave me this word a couple, like a week and a half ago. And you know, God gives you, the good thing about the phones, I've learned to start using my phone with these things. And so, you know, when God begins to work on you, give you a thought, I just go to the side and I just start going as he's instructed me. And so I, you know, put notes in my um, notes area in my um, iPhone. And so this is what he did with this message. And so he gave me the thought and says, go with that. And this is about a week and a half ago. And I said, okay, Lord. And I did it. And, you know, you massage it throughout the whole time until you get to where God wants you to be. And uh, when you're preparing for God, you, you try to just put yourself in a place where he can speak to you, minister to you. And you're constantly saying, Lord, is there anything else? Is there anything else? And you're going about your ways. And, you know, the folks that need scriptures are constantly saying to me, you got the scriptures yet? You ready? I'm like, just just let the Lord finish what he started before I get to you all. Because <laughs> I, I, I give God every opportunity to speak to me about what he wants to speak to us about on Sundays. I don't take it lightly. And so. I just got to wait. I didn't even send out the stuff. I didn't even send out my message to you all. You know why I didn't send it out? Blame the AV person. So the AV person is trying to cut you guys' legs from under you. So what I normally do, church, is 
I try to set out my, um, the, the title of my message and the text, you know, you know, probably that Saturday evening or something. So everyone is ready. You know, AV stuff is ready and everything is ready. So, you know, we hit the ground running when we come to service. So here's what AV said yesterday. If you think the Lord is done talking to you, you can just send it to me and not to everybody right now. Whatever you said, send it to me now and, you know, you can send it to everybody else later. So that's what I did, trying to be a nice pastor. And so I sent it to AV and said, I'll send it to everybody else later. Everybody else never got it. Anytime you come out of your routine, I came out of my routine. Send it to me now, you know, and we can send it to them later. Came out of my routine. I'm not doing that again. So don't tell me to do that again. Not doing that. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, for not sending it out to you all. <laughs> sorry for not sending it to you all. But, but, it, but it's interesting. So let me give you a little bit more follow-up with that. So this is the word that the Lord gave me. And I didn't see this coming. I just, you know, every once in a while, you just get a strong thought about something. And so the strong thought that I got... Early this week, well, this is a new week, but earlier last week was to reach out to the folks that own the property that we are trying to purchase. And so I reached out to the uh, folks. We'll talk more about this in detail. I'm just giving you just a, 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 a just an example of how God knows all things, obviously, and he's present at all times. And so I reached out to um, the people that own the property that we feel like you know, would be a good place for us. And I said to the guy, I said, listen, we've been talking about it, but until you give me something in writing so I can, you know, we can go full steam ahead to, to raise the money that we need and get into this building, you know, I can't do anything. I need something in writing. Man, within hours, the dude mock up some stuff and boom, 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 and says, Wayne, we can get you in the building if you can do this. I said, really? And so now we have something in writing. Numbers in writing, which I will share. I shared it with the ministers on Wednesday, and so we'll share it with our leadership this Wednesday, and then we'll share it with the entire church so we can all vote on it. So the ministers voted on it um, Wednesday, and so um, our leadership will vote on it this Wednesday, and then the 17th is when we have the 16th. 16th is family. Um, we're going to have our family Zoom um, where all the church family Zoom in. And we just fellowship a little bit. So when we have that Zoom call, then we'll um, extend the, um, um, I'll explain it to everyone in detail at that time. And then by that time, we will have everyone's consensus on whether we should pursue it and pursue it the way we need to pursue it. So we've been pursuing it, but not the way we really can pursue it. And so then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, then, you know, this word that God gave me a week and a half ago is just clear as day. Now I'm like, Lord, you are something else. I didn't see this coming. This was a blind side because, you know, I'm not forcing any doors open. Whatever God wants to do, I'm, I'm all in. Just whatever you want to do, Lord. We're not kicking any doors open. But if you tell us that we should do something, then we'll do it. When God tell you to do it, you're not forcing the door. You're not kicking the door down if God tell you to do it. You're just doing what God says, right? But when you go on your own and do something on your own, then it means that you are doing your own thing. We're not trying to do our own thing. We're, we're, we're wanting to do what God wants. And so we're in the process here. And so hopefully today you'll let God speak to your heart. And what this message will be will be for us individually, but it will be for us as a congregation what we need to do. 
And so I will ask you to stand with me and turn your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13. It's good to see everybody, our online congregation. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Um, I talk about you all all the time, how you all cut up on online. If you ever get on our online service, um, if you ever uh, get involved, be a part of the church service online, you will see uh, Facebook mainly. It's Facebook that, that, that cut up, right? The, the Facebook side of it, because we have people um, um, viewing on YouTube, on Facebook, and then some that goes to the website. But if you get on the Facebook side of our um, online congregation, then they cut up. Um, Paul Brantley is out of control. Uh, he's got his daughter with him this morning. On the, uh, I think she probably just wanted to be on. You know what? I, you know, when she was saying yesterday uh, about she have to be online this morning, I don't know. I think she just wanted to be online just to cut up with the folks online because she just wanted to be online. But I'm not even going to get into that. Amen. And Dee Dee, she's just so faithful, way down in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and Joe and Barbara. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of you, I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of Christ-centered church. Amen. Dee Dee, if you ever need me to come down to Fort Lauderdale, come down to that area to um, baptize you in Jesus' name, I'll be there. I'll come and baptize you in Jesus' name like we did Joe and Barbara. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, if, if I need to go to New York or New York need to come to me to baptize in Jesus name, don't worry. I'm available. I'm not, I'm not afraid to travel during Corona. If I'm traveling to do the Lord's business, I'm all, I'm all good, man. Just so wherever you all are located, if you want me to come out and baptize you in Jesus name, I'm there. We've already done it. And I told you there's going to be people that's a part of this church that we probably won't see in person for some good time, but they're a part of this congregation. Joe and Barbara. There's nobody that's in person here that's that's not as faithful as Joe and Barbara. Joe and Barbara's off the hook. I'm telling you, when we had Christmas for Christ offering, I mean, they wanted us to send them the offering. They didn't just want to send the offering or give the offering online. They said, no, send us the envelope that you all use when you bring your Christmas for Christ in because we want to put our Christmas for Christ in the envelope as well. Amen. And Joe and Barbara is on our discipleship class that we do Zoom on Tuesday. They're on that. Um, they're always on on Thursday, always on on Sunday. So, uh, you know, you do what you got to do in the times that we're living in and God will bless you for it. So we thank God for all of our online congregation. They're wonderful people. Amen. Numbers chapter 13. We're going to start in verse number 26. Glory be to God. The word of the Lord says in verse 26 and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are 
well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. They say, in our sight, we was as grasshoppers. Well, how you see yourself is how other people going to see you. <laughs> how you see yourself is how others will see you. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, you have brought us together one more time. You spoke to us at 9 a.m. this morning. Now, Lord, we ask that you'll speak to us now. Father, we want a life that is transformed, a life, Lord God, that will be pleasing unto you. And so, Lord, whatever we have not done, whatever we need to do, whatever we need to stop doing, I pray this morning that you will communicate to us with clarity and help us, Lord God, that we will walk out of this place, that we will end this time of worship, Lord God, with a made up mind and with a move of your spirit upon us that will enable us to move to a deeper dimension in you and to hold to your truths and to live out a life of righteousness and holiness and faith. I pray this morning, Lord God, that you'll touch the hearing of the hearers, touch the hearts of your people, that it will be open and receptive to your word. I pray that you place me in the flow of your spirit and use me as your oracle. Let your will be done, Lord, in your kingdom come. Will you manifest your glory in this place? We pray for your demonstration, your power to be unleashed, that God, we will never be the same again. Help us, Lord, to not just be hearers but be hearers and doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody clap their hands unto the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you so much for standing and reading. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic. We are well able to overcome. We are well able to overcome. It doesn't matter what you have faced, what you are facing. It doesn't matter the challenges that you're up against. God has sent me here with a clear word to you this morning to let you know that you are well able to overcome. I don't care how impossible the situation seems to be. I don't care how long you feel like you've been trapped in the situation. I'm here to tell you this morning, God is wanting you to know you are well able to overcome your circumstance, your situation, all that you've been up against, all the hurt, all the frustration, all the disappointments, all what you have gone through and what you have lost. God is well able to help you uh, to overcome it all. 
I want you this morning to hear me and hear me good that by the time you leave here, you will know for sure that God has spoken to you. He allowed you to be here or gathered together online to hear this word today. And this word is to you and is saying you are well able to overcome whatever it is. Don't you worry about it. Let God worry about it. A lot of time what they say, we get paralysis by analysis. We, 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 anal- we, we, we start looking at stuff and, 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 and we're trying to check it out and we analyze. We're smart now. And so because we're so smart and sharp and, 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 and have more understanding, we analyze things. And then when we can't figure it out or when we can't work it out or when we tried to work it out and it didn't work, we give up. And God didn't tell you to do it that way. You did it the way you wanted to, and it didn't work. That doesn't mean it can't work. It just means you can't work it out. But God didn't say it can't work. Someone has defined a committee as a group of people who individually can do nothing and collectively decide nothing can be done. Some committees, you just get together and they just... I don't know what committees do sometimes. Don't compare yourselves with others. You got to talk to yourself this morning. Do not compare yourself with other people. I know this is hard because social media force you to do that. If, if, if you deal with social media, it's going to be very hard not to compare yourself with others. But I'm telling you this morning, God want me to tell you, don't compare yourself with others. Don't do it. It will trip you up. It will send you in the wrong direction because that's not what God wants for your life, for you to compare yourself with others. God want me to tell you this morning, take your eyes off self and keep your focus on Jesus. Take your eyes off self and keep your focus on Jesus. Why do you say that, preacher? Because self, you can deceive yourself by focusing on self. You can deceive yourself to think more of yourself than you are, and you can deceive yourself of thinking less than yourself that you should. So take your eyes off people and take your eyes off self. Put your eyes on Jesus And let your focus be on Jesus. Do not put your eyes on self and do not put your eyes on anyone else because none of it will help you to overcome. If you look at people, you will not overcome. If you look at self, you will not overcome. But if you look at Jesus, you certainly will and shall overcome all of what you're dealing with. Listen to me. Because they lacked faith, all the spies except Caleb and Joshua were discouraged at the prospect of entering the land and fighting the enemy. Their discouragement quickly spread throughout the camp. Uh, I said this morning, 
Help me, Jesus. It is so terrible that 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 bad news and disappointment and all this stuff seems to just just spread so quickly. But all the good stuff, all the godly stuff seem to spread slowly. Are we ever very seldom let it move as quickly as the bad things? But I'm here to tell you, we need to be a people that will endeavor to spread the good news, the gospel quicker than anything else. Because all that other stuff, it just doesn't matter. It's only what you do for Christ that will last. And so they went and they lacked faith. Listen to me. Doubt had turned into unbelief. And unbelief is rebellion against God. We know nothing ever starts out just Boom, big. Everything, especially the things that send us in the wrong direction and mess us up, it starts out really small. That's how the devil works it. He starts it really small so we don't notice what's going on. And by the time we finally catch up with, oh my goodness, it's too late. We're sucked in already. And now we got to fight and struggle how to overcome because we got sucked in. But trust me, if we can see it afar off before we get sucked in, it will be so much more easier to overcome it. And so, don't let doubt creep in. Because it might not seem like a big thing. Doubt may not seem like a big thing, Rosalie. Eh. We read the Bible, and some things we gung-ho about. We believe it. We will rest on it. We will speak it. And we hold on to it. But then other things we read, and, and we kind of don't talk much about it. And the reason why we're not talking much about it is because we are doubting it. It, it don't make a lot of sense, but, but, but we still do it anyhow, where there's some things in the Bible we're gung-ho about it, but there are other things that we're doubting, and it doesn't make good sense, because here is the truth. As soon as you begin to start doubting something, the thing that you are gung-ho about, you might as well doubt that too. It makes sense. So we got to be smart and not be tricked by ourselves and by the devil and says, if I believe one word of God, then I believe it all. If I, would, if I believe one word of the Bible, then I believe it all because I believe God. And the bottom line is, if he says that and that is true, then I'm going to believe all of it, whether or not I like it. There's, it's different. You cannot like something that God says, but it don't mean you shouldn't believe it. <laughs> Without a doubt. I read stuff in the Bible and I'm just like, ah. you know what that ah means. It means it's something that I, it's, I don't want to do, but I better do. That's what it means. When, when I read it, ah. it means it's something that I don't want to do, but I better do because I know enough about God to know you better do it, brother, whether you like it or not. So I'm here to tell you this morning, there are things that God has said in his word and said to me that I don't like it, but I said, Lord, if I'm going to live this life and I'm going to come out on top and I'm going to be an overcomer and I'm going to do your will, I got to do it. And so I do it. 
not because I liked it, but because I realized if I want to overcome, I better do it. Because to overcome is not in my power. <laughs> to overcome is in the power of the hand of the Lord. It's not in my power. So I realize if I'm going to overcome, it must be by Jesus. Because these men were wor- walking by sight, they didn't really believe the promises of God. When you walk by hurt, you won't seize the promises of God. When you walk by disappointments, you won't, you won't seize the promises of God. When you walk by history, you will not seize the promises of God. But when you walk by faith and not by your feelings and not by your sight and not by your circumstance and not by your history, when you walk by faith, you will overcome and you will seize the promises of God. Church, how badly do you want to overcome? How badly do you want to live victoriously? How badly do you want to get it together? How badly do you want things to work the way you know it should, where you and God is lock and step, and you don't have to feel guilty, and you don't have to keep on praying, apologizing, and repenting for things that, that you should have overcome? How badly? I know I want to make sure my life is that way, where I'm not feeling guilty and always repenting of things that I keep doing that I should not do. I want to live a life that is free in Christ. We are well able to overcome. Mm -hmm. They looked at the people of the land and saw giants. They looked at the Canaanite cities and saw high walls and locked gates. And they looked at themselves and saw grasshoppers. If only they had looked by faith, they would have known the one who is able to conquer every enemy who sees the nation of the world as grasshopper. In Mark chapter 10, verse 27, you know this. Mark chapter 10, verse 27, the Bible says, And Jesus looking upon them said, here's what Jesus is saying, With men it is impossible. So why... Are we judging things according to our understanding? Why are we trying to figure things out according to our knowledge? Why are we trying to do all of these things with our way of doing and thinking when the Bible clearly says, with man, these things are impossible? Accomplishing God's will in the strength of man is impossible. Trying to do what God says needs to be done in the strength of man is impossible. You cannot fulfill God's purpose and will in man's strength and man's will and man's intellect. We can only fulfill God's will according to what God says. And so the Bible says, Jesus said this, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things, not some things, not most things, all things 
use right where you are right now. Think of the most difficult thing that you can think of that's going on around you or in your life. You think of that most difficult thing right now. You think about it right now. Yeah, that thing. God just said, that's possible with me. I can work that out. I can make that right. I can fix that. I can help you to overcome that. Because with me, all, all things are possible. God challenged you today. Hear me. Holy Ghost challenging you today to say, if you will think of the hardest things, or you will, 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 will look at your situation and say how difficult God wants you today to challenge him. To show you how bad he is. And here is what he's saying. If you do what I tell you, watch me do it. Watch me do it. Watch me work it out. Watch me show you how you're going to overcome and be what you need to be. Watch me do it. So you think of that hard thing today. You think of that thing that's been bothering you. You think of that thing that have caused you deep hurt. You think of that thing that have caused you to not live for God the way you really want to. You think of it and then take it to God and watch what he does. If you be faithful, watch what he does. We are not able is the cry of unbelief. But our God is able is the affirmation of faith. So when faith is working in your life, you says, I'm not able, but our God is. I'm not powerful, but our God is. I, I, I don't have it all together, but our God does. I am weak, but our God is strong. Whatever way you want to take, whatever you want to say about you, that's fine. But then you need to follow that up to say, but our God can and our God will. That's how you follow that up. I can't, but our God can and our God will. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. That's how he's going to get it done. You don't worry about your loved one that you feel like has walked away from God. You don't worry about the people that you want to be saved. You just live for God and you keep living for God and you keep seeking God and you keep doing what's right. Because with God, all things are possible. What John Gardner said about politics in the political arena can be applied to the Christian walk in some way. What he said was this. We are continually faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as unsolvable problems. So what it comes down to is, and I got proof, easy proof, because you've been hearing me talk about this. We, we see problems and obstacles as unsolvable at times because they're so bad. And then, for some people, and what the Lord will show you is, these are opportunities disguised as unsolvable problems, but depending on what you're looking at is what you see. If you're looking at the problems, you're going to see it as unsolvable. If you're looking at your capability, you're going to see it as unsolvable. If you're looking for somebody to do something for you, you're going to see it as unsolvable because you're looking saying, well, why can't they or why can't I or why can't it? And God is saying all of those things is all about you all. But if you let me 
in and say, Jesus, you work it out. Then you will see that it is solvable. It is possible. But we got to see it from the vantage point of God and not from our own or from somebody else's or from the problem itself. So the things that we go up against and say, no use, that's because you saw it from your sight. No use, that's because somebody filled your head up with that mess. No use is because you look at the problem and you make the problem bigger than you. It may be bigger than you, but it doesn't matter. It ain't bigger than Jesus. Faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. So here is what happens a lot of times, church. God is only testing us so we can grow. And when we come to the point of tests, especially, God spoke to me this morning about this. When we come to the point of the testing that God has brought into our life, we walk away from God and we walk away from church. God put this in my heart this morning to say to our congregation that he is disappointed how when we are trying to achieve anything on our own, when we're challenged and we're tested, we fight, we push, we do whatever we can to still overcome, to still be victorious and successful. And he said to me this morning, however, what I tell you all to do, as soon as I allow a trial, a test to come your way for you to be strong and to be able to overcome, you back up because you want me to spoon feed you all the time and make everything easy for you. You want me to serve you everything on a silver platter that you don't have to do anything. And God said, that's the problem with what we are doing a lot of times. Because as soon as it pertains to him, we want it easy. But whatever's pertained to, oh, I need muscles, we work hard. When it pertained to, oh, I got to feed my family, we work hard. When it pertained to, oh, I want to buy this special thing, we work overtime. Whatever it is, whatever we got to do, when the obstacle comes, we say, oh, I got I to gotta plan for that. I got to plan for that. I got to plan for that. And we do whatever we got to do to overcome whatever the obstacle, when it's for us. But when it come down to God, we say, well, God, why it got to be like this? Why it got to be difficult? And people have walked away from God in so many instances, not because God is trying to get you to walk away, but God is saying, I'm trying to build up your strength. I'm tr- I don't want to leave you as a baby. When you get saved and you come into church, you're a baby. I need you to grow. I need you to get strong. I need you to mature. And so trials and tests will come and God allow them and he only allowing them so you can grow, not so you walk away and be frustrated and be mad because you didn't get your way. They ain't doing this at the church. They ain't doing it. Let me tell you something, church. I hate to use myself as an example, but when I can't find a good example, I try to look for one. I never allowed church to be bigger than God. I never did. I never did. I love church. I love to be in the church. I love to worship God. 
But I don't care what happened in the church. It ain't never going to get bigger than God in my life. I don't care because I understand people are flawed. I understand mistakes are made. I understand church cannot be bigger than God. The church is his body. He is the head. He will fix what's wrong in the church. But he is the one we need to follow, not what goes wrong, making it bigger than God. I saw it so many times that people allow what happened in the church to make them make a beeline and just worry about the church. Well, guess what? I will stay and do what I got to do because when God is ready for me to make the beeline, he will help me make the beeline. I trust God and I will put my eye on God more than anything else. God is the head of the church, not the other way around. But so many people live like the church is the head of God. The church is not the head of God. God is the head of the church. So if we will go through challenges, sometimes just stop and say, God, is this you that's allowing all these things? Let me give you an example. Y'all, I don't know if I'm going to go all the way. I just got to go with the Holy Ghost. You go look at Acts chapter 8. This was one of the scriptures God shared with me when he was calling me to start this church. Give me Acts chapter 8 verse 1. Because we, we just have our own thinking that we have, and I'm trying to get you, church, to, to stop thinking the way you do when it's pertaining to God. You can't serve God thinking the way you do. You have to serve God according to how God instructed to serve. All right, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death, and at the time there was a great persecution against the church. So the church is supposed to always be good, nothing wrong. Rosalie, ain't nothing supposed to ever... I'm reading the Bible now. This is the Bible. It says there was a great persecution against the church. So, so we're not going to have no problems? We're just going to be cool, right? There's no, no, no issues. It's going to be all right. So why when something go down in the church, we feel like we got to run and take cover to go to another congregation that something going to go wrong at? Did I miss that? Because God church is one. He may have, we may have locations all over the world, but there's one church. So you can go right here and there's going to be problems. And you can go right here and there's going to be problems. And you can go right, and there's going to be problems everywhere. Because God is the one that allows persecution to come against the church. Let me show you why the persecution came. Great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. It didn't say the one that was at Samaria. So we might not all have the persecution at the same time. So the persecution that Christ said it might not happen today. It might be happening someplace else, but eventually it will make its rounds. And so the church that was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria. So they ran away from Jerusalem because of the persecution, right? Except the apostles. Go ahead, verse 2. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Go ahead. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and howling men and women committed to prison. Verse 4, therefore, here's what God worked this scripture in me so much before he says, now go, boy. Here is what it says. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. So let me tell you what was going on. This is why now you all hear me say this. The leadership of this church always hear me say this. When the church is focused on just the church, there's going to be persecution in the church. 
if all we care about is what we want, if all we care about is our comfort, if all we care about is our role, if all we care about is our ministry, it's always going to be persecution. And when the persecution show up in so many different kind of ways, it show up in many kind of ways for you to start questioning, I don't know what's up with this church. But understand, the church is not bigger than God. And so the reason why the persecution came was because they were supposed to spread out and spread the gospel. But they all wanted to just stay in the church and do stuff that we do in the building. Nobody wanted to go outside the the church walls. They just want to stay inside the building and just do what they like to do in the building. And God said, I got a trick for that. God said it, not the devil. God said, I got a trick for that. So he allowed crazy Saul before he became Paul to persecute them. So guess what? They had to run for cover. Oh, my goodness. If you stay at the church in Jerusalem, you're going to get messed up. You better get away from that church. And they were being set up by God and never knew. So they went to Samaria. They went to Judea. They went up, and when they went there, they were in different corners. They were in different places. Yo, man, Jesus is Lord. He's one God. You better serve Jesus. They ended up serving God's purpose eventually because they scattered. That's what he wanted to begin with, Stacy. He wanted them to scatter out and spread the word, but they decided that they wanted to just stay in that one location. He said, I got a trick for that. Remember the Tower of Babel? They decided, we just want to stay here at Shinar and just chill. And the Lord said, that is crazy. I told you all to spread out, be fruitful, and multiply. So the bottom line is, God will allow things to come at us. That is to challenge us, not to destroy us. That is to challenge us, not to make us say, I'm done with church. God is bigger than the church. God is the head of the church. Stop worrying about the church and worry about Jesus. Because when you're worried about Jesus, then he will show you how you can make a difference in the church. <laughs> When you worry about Jesus, when you put your face in his face, when you call upon his name, he will show you what you got to do, and it won't have nothing to do with anybody. It will be between you and him. And whatever they say, and you say, listen, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you, but this is my assignment for God. And so let me go do what I got to do for God. I'm not even going to worry about what everybody else is doing. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ, but I can't worry about what they're doing. I got to worry about what Jesus assigned me to do. Can you imagine if we all get that same mindset? Because here's what, we will all still work together. God is not crazy. He might tell you to do that and tell you to do that and tell you to do it, but it's all working for the good. So no matter if we got individual assignments, it don't mean we're dysfunctional. It doesn't mean we're not together. It just means that God is assigning us what we need to do for the good of his purpose. We're well able. To overcome when we put our heart, our mind, and our focus on Jesus. We're well able to overcome. We can. Israel had seen what the Lord did to the Egyptians and the Amalekites. And they had every assurance that he would never fail his people. But yet many of them allowed doubt and unbelief to creep into their heart. You and I have enough proof that God is who he says he is and that God will do what he says he will do. What more are we waiting for? Because he's not doing it on the timeline that we want it. Because he's not doing 
what he's supposed to do, what we think he's supposed to do when he's supposed to do it. That's why we're getting all worked up. We've seen enough to say, God, whether you do it now or later, I know you're going to do it. Whether you do it now or later, I know you're going to do it. Whether you do it now or later, I know you're going to do it. Unbelief is dangerous because it challenges the character of God and rebels against the will of God. The Bible says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. It also says, for whatever is not of faith is sin. Mm -hmm. So many Christians today, God is challenging us to grow. And instead of we grow, we walk away. We go our own way. Instead of we grow. Instead of we look at the situation as an opportunity, we look at it as an unsolvable problem. Instead of looking at it as an opportunity, we look at it as an unsolvable problem. When your motives are right, we talked about that last week. You think differently. When you have a motive that's derived of faith, you think differently. Here's what I'm saying. When you're going through something, again, I'm giving you some experience here. When you're going through something, you could be hurt, you could be disappointed, you could be frustrated within yourself. Whatever you're going through, whatever you don't like, this is what I say. I'm helping you right now. This is what I say as opposed to what I could say or what I could do. This is what I say to myself, Stacy. I say, man, if I get this right or if I overcome this, God gets all the glory. That's how I look at all my situations. I'm giving you nuggets that you can hold on to. Everything I'm up against, I don't run away from it. I don't try to act like it ain't happening. I I don't abandon anything. I just say to myself, if this get right, the only one that's responsible, the only one that gets the glory is God. So if your motive is for God to get glory from your life, if your motive is for God to get the honor, to get the praise from how you live your life, then you going to trust God that every situation you're dealing with, every situation you're going through, he will fix it. He will get you through it because you know if he does, he gets the glory. He gets the What happened, girl? Man, I don't know, but God did something amazing. Yo, what happened? I don't know how to explain it, but God did something amazing. That building we going after, boy, oh boy, I can't wait to see what God will do because I want when we go in that building and we take hold of it, I want to be able to say, God did it. Let me tell you how deep that go. When you allow God to work out your problems and help you overcome stuff. You are witnessing without witnessing. I remember my brothers, especially my little brother. He was at the nine o'clock service this morning. Good to see him. And I remember my brother would come up to me. This is when he was in the street street. He's not so much in the street street anymore, but he was in the street street at this time. And he came up to me and he would say, big bro, how how you, how you got this and how this working? And I would just say to him, I can't explain it all, Gary. Jesus just is working in my life and working things out and making it possible for me. 
and he never liked that explanation. He would just walk away frustrated. Because the bottom line is they want you to give them this plan. They want you to give them this layout. They want you to give them step by step how it's working, how you got to where you are. And I ain't got that plan. And I don't have that explanation. I don't know what to tell you no step by step, nothing. All I know is one day I gave my life to God and stayed faithful. And here, boop, I'm right here. I will not explain it. I have no course to explain. I can't tell you no step to step. I can't give you no instruction manual. All I know is I just gave my life to God, stayed faithful, had a lot of ups and downs, had a lot of situations. But one thing I never did was make no situation bigger than Jesus. And I'm standing here today. I ain't no better than nobody. No better than nobody. Ain't smarter than nobody. I just trusted God for everything. And sometimes that's the explanation. But people get frustrated because they want you to give them some grandiose explanation with some great plan and ideology. I don't have that. And so I would tell them all the time, it's Jesus. And he would just walk away like the rich young, he would walk away like the rich young ruler all the time. Because he, he disappointed. Because in his mind, I don't want to do it that way. You got to give me another way how to do this. And I'm saying, I don't have no other way. This is the only way I know. <laughs> but the point is, the point is, when you're going through and when your situation is up against you, your challenge, just put this in your mind. God. If I overcome this, which you say I'm well able to, you get the glory. When I start to talk to people and they try to get me to explain it, I won't be able to explain it. All I, all, I only have one word for them. Jesus. Jesus. How do you? Jesus. Because sometimes I try to, you know, you know, you want to, you know, you want to go to. Yeah. We used to go to prayer in the morning at 4 a.m. Yeah, we used to. You know, you, you want to try to throw in some of the stuff you used to do and, and thinking that that's going to, you know, say you did something. Man, I'm afraid to ever go down that road talking about I used to do this, so this is why. No, no. I was faithful, but it, it was God that made it possible. It wasn't because I did something. So I'm not going down the road and tell you, oh, I used to pray early at 3 a.m. every morning. Oh, I used to read this much scripture. Oh, I used to do all of this. I ain't telling you that. Oh I, oh, I used to fast all the time. I'm not telling you all that. Because at the end of the day, it just comes down to us being faithful and God doing what God does. Because what needs to be done, you can't do it. With us, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I hope I'm getting through to you this morning. I'm going to take this thing for the end here and close up. When the child of God is in the will of God, there is no place for complaining, even if the circumstances are difficult. I'll say that again. When the child of God is in the will of God, there is no place for complaining, even if the circumstances are difficult. We're going to have difficult situations. God told the children of Israel to go to Canaan land, the promised land that's flowing with milk and honey. Everything there is just ready and good for you. All of it is there. He told them it's yours. Go get it. Possess it. They went to Canaan and looked. Yeah, it's all there, just like God said. But then they walk away. Well, they, they're giants now, ain't and we're like grasshoppers. And we're not able to go and take the land. If God told you something, why would you now look at something and say, we're not going to be. Why would God tell you to do something and then you're not able to do it? 
That makes no sense. He, could, he can't be a good father doing that. You hear me, Jordan? I can't be a good dad when I tell you to do something. It's because I know you can do it. It's not because I'm being a mean dad telling you to do something you can't do. Well, God, God is, who am I comparing to God when it comes down to being father? So God will not tell you, his children, to do anything that you can't do. So stop saying you can't. He's not asking you to do it. He's just asking you to be followers of him. He's just asking you to obey him. He's just asking you to trust him. He's just asking you to submit your will to him. That's what he's asking you. He's not telling you to do it. Because at the end of the day, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. And so the will of God will never lead us where the grace of God can't provide for us. The will of God will never lead us to a place where the grace of God cannot provide for us. You can never be out of the control of God if you are following God. And so wherever he's taking you, his grace will be sufficient, is what he told Paul. My grace is sufficient. I know you're uncomfortable with that thorn in your side, but my grace is sufficient for you. Go and do what I told you because you're going to accomplish it in spite of being uncomfortable. You're well able to overcome. Thy will be done. If we pray that prayer, thy will be done, which I like to pray that prayer. If we pray thy will be done, it must mean we sincere about God's will being done and not ours. So when God is doing what he wants to do, how about we just accept it whether we like it or not, whether it makes us feel good or not. If we pray thy will be done, let's just accept it. A complaining spirit is evidence of an ungrateful heart and an unsurrendered will. When you start complaining, complaining all the time about what's going on in your life, when you're supposed to be following God, when you're complaining all the time, it means that you're ungrateful and you have not submitted your will to God. That's why you're complaining. Because if you submit to God, you're saying all things work together for good to them that love God. You're not worried about it. You're saying, I'm not happy about how it is right now. I'm not comfortable in this situation. But all things work together for good. You're not always going to be on comfortable in your situation. You're not always going to be in a situation that you can't deal with. God, sooner or later, if you trust him, if you obey him, if you just have faith, sooner or later, God will help you overcome it. He will. Yes, he will. Yes, God will help you overcome it. Yes, he will. But you have to put your faith in him, your trust in him. You have to put your life in his hands and say, God, I trust you with the outcome. I trust you with the outcome, God. Whatever you want, I trust you with the outcome. By our grumbling, we're daring to say that we know more than God does. By our grumbling, that's what we're saying. Lord, why don't you do it differently? Why are you doing it like this? The will of God is the expression of God's love for his people. The will of God is the expression of the love of God for his people. Uh huh. God's will isn't punishment, it's nourishment. God's will isn't punishment, it's nourishment. 
And so sometimes when God is taking you through for you to fulfill his will, you feel like he's punishing you. You feel like he's giving you a hard time. You feel like, God, why can't this be easier? And God is saying, it's nourishment for your soul. For when you come out on the other side, you're going to be a better Christian. You're going to be a better man of God. You're going to be a better woman of God. When you come out on the other side of this situation, you're going to be better. So it's not punishment. It's nourishment for you. And that's why I'm taking you through it. That's why I'm taking you through it. I'm not trying to punish you. I'm trying to nourish you. And what you see as punishment, God sees it as nourishment. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. God wants us to know his will. He wants us to understand his will. He wants us to delight in his will. And he wants us to obey his will. Mm -hmm. As we yield to the Lord, trust him and obey him, we prove by experience what the will of God is. The spirit of God will open up the word of God to us and help us discern what God intends to do. I know, I know, I know. We just don't like changes. And everything I'm saying today here is changing how we go about our life. And we don't like changes. We don't enjoy changes in our lives. And the discomfort change usually brings. All of us want life to be one vast comfort zone where we're sheltered from change, all while forgetting that God-ordained change is good for us. God-ordained change is good for us. And so while we don't like change, if it's ordained by God, just accept it. It's what's good for you. Listen to me. Here's a simple revelation. God knows what you like better than you know what you like. (laughs) God knows what you like better than you know what you like. I don't know about you. I'm going to assume that you've experienced this, that you have had thoughts in your mind or a situation that you wanted to, you know, uh, experience or whatever the case may be. And you wanted it so bad. And you went after it, and you accomplished it. And then when you got done accomplishing it, you said, like I said, oh, it was just okay. (laughs) It was okay. You know, all the hype that I had, you know, all the excitement that I had, all the efforts that I put into it, I'm like, yeah, and finally experienced it and said, oh. I mean, you know, it was okay. And so that's proof enough to know God knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows what makes you happy. 
And if you allow him, he will make you as happy as you can be. If you will allow him, it just takes us surrendering ourselves to him and saying, God, whatever you want to do, I will do. When you get that mindset, you are well able to overcome because it's greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's not you that's going to bring you through. It's he that is in you that will bring you through. And so if you trust him and just obey him, you are well able to overcome. It doesn't matter what it is. You're well able to overcome. You're well able to overcome. You're well able to overcome. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. We never learn the lesson we should learn if we plan the curriculum and write the textbook. <laughs> we never learn the lessons we should learn if we plan the curriculum and write the textbook. What does that mean, preacher? It means we want to have this all planned out from start to finish our way. How are you going to learn anything when it's all what you know? Do you do this? I'm sure Ethan probably does this. Well, I know the young people. I know they do that. Young people do this better than us. Us, that's getting up there. We don't do this very well. Here's what the young people do. But I try to do it. <laughs> I try to do it. So here is what we don't do a lot of. We don't stop and say, what am I trying to accomplish in life? Okay. Once you answer that question, then you know. Then, if I'm trying to accomplish whatever it is, I got to find the people that have already accomplished it. I don't want to see the ones that's trying to like do it like me. No, no, I'm good. I, I love you. But if you're trying just like I'm trying, what do you got to offer? I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you how life go. So, I got to look for the people that's already accomplished something. I'll give you a good example. When we launch our campaign strong to buy our building, I'm building a list of names of pastors that's already accomplished what we have, that we're trying to accomplish. I'm going to them. I'm just telling you right now. And I've done that as I grow in Christ. I try to keep men in my life that's already way past where I'm at. I'm not afraid to say, oh, they're doing it better than I'm doing it. I'm okay with that. And so I, I look for people that's already accomplished what I am trying to accomplish, and I try to get those people in my life. It's cool that a couple might run with me that's doing it like me, but I want the ones that's on for oh, They already did it. They already do it, and they're moving forward. And I'm saying, let me hold on to your coattail. Tell me how I can get where you at. I'm okay with that. And if you don't, if you if you want to get there, be okay with that too. You want to know how you're doing? Look at your circle. I, I, I know. This is, listen, just thank God that He bring you into a place like this where you're gonna hear truth and not somebody that make you feel good. If you feel good in the process, good. But you just know one thing you know about me: real as they come, keeping it straight. I'm telling it to you just the way I need to tell it to you because I want to help you. I love you. I ain't, I ain't got time to play no games. I want you to be successful. And so I come at you the right way. Tell you the truth. 
no sugarcoating, no hiding, not telling you something that, eh, no, I'm telling to you straight. And so if you want to know if you're doing well and how you're doing, look at the people in your circle. And if you don't have some people in your circle that you can point, oh, they're killing it and I'm connected to them. Oh, they're killing it and I'm connected to them. If you don't have those, start going to get, it's okay. It's one thing to acknowledge that something is wrong and not do anything about it, but acknowledge that something is wrong and then go do something about it. That's what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to look at where we can better our life in Christ and in every other aspect of our life and do something about it. This is why we're supposed to be living for God, to live the best life possible. You know, people saying, I'm living my best life. I don't think you are without Christ. But if you are with Christ and you say that statement, then I'm with you because I'm going to live my best life in Christ. That's what I'm after. And so I'm looking over here and make sure I got people in my life that's doing better than me. And you all know that the, the pastors that we have had here come and minister to us. So when they come in, they can say to me, hey, bro, I think you all need to go to two services. Because you fill up the place and then people are going to stop coming because, you, you know, the place fill up. And so Corona made us go to two services because Brother Weber <laughs> had told us we need to go to two services. Did we go to two services? No. And the Lord said, okay, I got, I'm going to show you how you're going to get to two, two services. <laughs> and so Corona comes. Guess what? We're doing two services. That wasn't our plan. We didn't want to change this thing up. But Corona says, I'll fix it. That's what I'm saying. God didn't bring Corona up on us, but he certainly did this. Have your way, Corona. He certainly, have your way, Corona. That's what he did. Because he knew if our motives were right, Corona would help us. It's just that simple. If our motives is right, Corona will help us. Motive wrong, Corona going to take us out. Because I can laugh at Corona and say, Corona, if you take me out to be with Christ, it's game. It's better to be in the presence of the Lord than to be here struggling, wondering if I'm going to make it to the end and be saved. So if I get sick by Corona, remember, Corona just don't wipe you out. That's the good news. Lord, help me. I'm talking crazy, but I know I'm saying something right. <laughs> corona don't wipe you out like a gunshot do. I'm just saying, man. I'm just trying to be a spirit. Corona don't wipe you out like a gunshot do. Right? And so when you get Corona, you start struggling. I can lay in my bed, Lord. I know that I've done some things that wasn't right, but Lord, I'm asking you to cleanse me and rid me of all my unrighteousness. Lord, and I can spend a few days praying, talking to God, telling y'all, make sure all the music that's being played is gospel. I want God to flood my mind. I want God to, I'm just saying. And so when I get out of here, I know I got out right. You get in an accident, you get shot, you ain't getting out of here, you don't know. You might have been wrong when you got shot, or wrong when you got in an accident. Who knows? I know I talk crazy, but I'm just keeping it real, baby. Just keeping it real. <laughs> corona, if we've got the right motive, Corona will help us. Let me close this thing up. God's desire is that we develop Christ-like character and become more like him. That's why he arranges the experiences of life and causes them to work together for our good and his glory. That's it. For our good and for his glory, that's how it works. Socrates said this. He said, 
that the unexamined life was not worth living. But most people don't like to face the truth about themselves. Like our first parents, we run and hide and defend ourselves by making excuses and blaming others. But we don't do like David. We don't go before the Lord and pray the truth about ourselves. David did, but our first parents, Adam and Eve, they ran and hide and blamed stuff on everybody else. Let's not be like our first parents. Let's be like David. Let, let's, let's just speak it like it is and, and, and ask God to help us to overcome. Mm-hmm. Romans 8, 29 says, for whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Verse 31 is the key verse. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for you, who can be against you? I don't care what obstacle come against you. I don't care who come against you. If God be for you, nothing can destroy you because God is for you. The Bible says he is my shield and my buckler. He is my exceeding and great reward. God is my shelter and my strength. And so you got to know that they that trust in the Lord, they will be comforted. If God be for us, who can be against us? God don't love you no less when you sin and messed up than when you live in right. I just thought I'll say that. God don't love you. He don't love me any more than the person that's living in sin. Because it always comes down to a matter of choice. Who chooses to obey him, follow him, and live by faith? And who chooses to just stay where they are? I remember the Bible said he left the 90 and 9 and went after the 1. This is how good God is. Listen. I heard some stories. I never had this happen to me, but I remember a preacher gave me this one. He was up in a club having a drink. I can't even tell you. I, I'm not even going to go as deep and tell you what kind of club he was in. But he was in the club having a drink. And the Lord rolled up on him in the club, not physically, of course, and told him, I love you. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. I love you. Let's go. So for all of our Christian people that think that God won't, God has shown us, we just don't want to believe who he is as God. We, we just want to see him as we want to see him. See him as he is. Don't see him the way you want to see him. And, and the truth of the matter is, he said, I came for them that are sick, that need a physician, not those that are well. So God is going after those who are sick and need to be healed and need to be saved. He don't love nobody any more than anybody. He loves us all the same. And then when we need his help more, he come, especially we, you know, especially when we say, God, I'm tired. I want to get this right. 
I'm telling you, man, I've prayed some prayers and God has certainly come to my rescue. When you tell God sincerely from your heart, God, I'm tired. Help me with this. And that's really what you want. He will come. He will come and he will help you. The Bible says, listen to this statement by Martin Buber. Buber. Martin Buber said this. He wrote this. Martin Buber wrote this. All life is needy. It's a brief statement, but the more you ponder this statement, the more luminous it will become to you. Life is meeting new circumstances, many of which we don't expect and can't control. Life is meeting new people and developing new relationships. It's meeting new ideas, some of which may upset us. As much as we try to avoid it, life is meeting ourselves and not always liking what we see. Do you ever see something you feel like, ah, I hate when I do that. It's hard to offend me. Because whatever you don't like about me, I already don't like it about myself. (laughs) I don't get really offended a whole lot because whatever you're probably complaining about me about, I probably don't like it about myself either. And I'm like, Lord, help me because I don't like this about me. Trust me, if you begin to search yourself and start to find out some things about yourself and realize, I don't like that about me, I don't like that about me. By the time somebody's trying to be smart and say something smart about you, you're like, yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Stop worried about it. Sorry to get me offended because I don't already look at myself and I'm honest with myself about stuff. So I'm just like, okay. But most of all, life is meeting God. For he is always there protecting us, wanting to teach, and always seeking to mature us. Life is meeting, and meeting ought to lead to learning, and learning ought to lead to growing. It's a good stuff right there. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you, will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. The only way God don't complete his work in you is if you decide that you don't want to have nothing to do with God. But if you say, God, you have begun a good work in me and you will see it through to the end of when you come back or when I die and meet you, then, Lord, I'm going to keep going. Lord, I'm going to keep being faithful because you started something and you don't start nothing without finishing it. God ain't like us. He ain't going to start something and not finish it like my son. Where my son at? Got to go blow his nose. I told him the other day to come over and help me fix this weight bench. Brother D, he did everything and then make it look like it was fixed. I said, yo, you fixed it? Oh, dad, I got a couple more screws that needed to go in. I didn't finish it. I said, be a grown man with almost, well, two kids. I just said almost two kids. My grandson, my grandson, grown man still doing it. They ain't finishing stuff. Young people, y'all finish up stuff, y'all start. Because my son going to be, he going to be, what is it, March coming up? He going to be 31. And 
they're still starting stuff and not finishing it. Married man with two kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness, he's going to kill me. But you got to finish my bench, man. You got to finish my bench. You just got to finish my bench. You can't start fixing up the bench and don't finish my bench. I need to put the last two screws in and make sure the thing is done. Make sure the thing is done, bro. <laughs> Romans 8:37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. That word that we've been talking about today, that word overcome, we are well able to overcome. That word overcome means to conquer. It means to conquer. You're well able to conquer any situation or any circumstance that will try to defeat you. You are well able because God said it, not because the preacher said it, but because God said it. You are well able. And whatever God has already told you, even when you come before it and you're saying, oh, Lord, you said it right. Oh, Lord. And don't stop saying, oh, Lord. Because I can't do it, Lord, but if you sent me to it, if you say go, if you said I would accomplish it, then I'm going to accomplish it. All I got to do is just go forth and do it. That's all we got to do. That's all we got to do. That word conquer, it means that if we will persevere, remember it. Remember what I'm saying. Don't miss what I'm saying today. It's nothing that we can do because of ability we have. So when I say we are well able to overcome, all I'm saying is, you ready? Let me make it simple now. All I'm saying is we're well able to persevere. We're well able to be persistent. We're well able to be determined. We're well able to devote our life to Christ. We're well able to do those things because we're not the ones that's going to get us through. Jesus is going to get us through, but we're well able to stick with the plan. We're well able to trust him. We're well able to give ourselves to him. And if we do that, then he will do what he does. We are well able to do what God says we can do. Let's stand. We're well able. We're well able. Not because we're good, not because we are fantastic and we got all power, because God's got all power. God's got all power. He's all present everywhere. He's sovereign. He got all that. But we are well able to be persistent. We are well able to be determined and to have perseverance and to be devoted to God. We're well able to do that. And so our obstacles, our challenges, our opposition, our opponent cannot subdue or prevent us from obtaining the promises that God has for us. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can prevent you from obtaining the promises of God because God has already said it so. All we got to do is persevere. All we got to do is keep going. I didn't say you're not going to fall. I didn't say you're not going to scratch up your leg. I didn't say you're not going to get tired and cry out sometimes. I don't know if I can, but that's why you're here because I'm here to encourage you. When you can, I'm going to encourage you. When you're struggling, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. We're going to encourage one another because that's all we need is to be encouraged to keep on going because he who is faithful will keep you if you are encouraged. So when you're discouraged, don't go around people that ain't going to encourage you. Come around people that will encourage you and you sure know you can come here to get encouraged because guess what I'm gonna I want I, I want as many people to go to heaven as possible 
I want everybody to go to heaven. I know some people don't want to go to heaven, but even them, I want to go to heaven. I can't make them go, but I'm going to do my best to help everybody get to heaven that I can. And you do the same because you will reap what you sow. You will reap what you sow. And if you, if you desire to see other people go to heaven, write your ticket. Go ahead. See, I'm in there. Because I really truly do want to see everybody go to heaven. And if you want to see everybody go to heaven, you're going to be all right. Persevere. Trust God. Be devoted to him. Give yourself to him. It's not going to be easy because God tests us for us to be able to get stronger. None of, nobody going to get to heaven and be wimpy and weak. Nobody will be wimpy and weak in heaven. Everybody in heaven can wa- walk around with their shoulders broad. We can have the, 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 the unbuilt walk when we get to heaven. Because you went through some stuff to get there. You had some challenges to get there. Just, just square your shoulders up and walk in heaven. Not because you're showing off, but you're just saying, bro, bro, walk with me. You know, we're going to be doing it. Bro, walk with me. And we're just walking. Sis, walk with me. And we just walk with a square shoulder. Because we know that while we were here in the earth, we went through some stuff. But we made it because we were well able we were well able to overcome not because we had strength but because the god we serve he can't lose he's a winner he's a victor and we will always be victors if we stick with jesus christ god wants us to walk closer with him today church and so if you will hear me today and you will take a few minutes before we dismiss here and just let god speak to your heart as you go before him and pray And thank him for his word today because it was his word that he spoke to you had nothing to do with me. I'm just a vessel. And so he wanted to speak to you to tell you that you're well able to overcome. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's Corona. It doesn't matter if it's bad uh, relationship situation. It doesn't matter if it's family stuff, children stuff, financial stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's your struggle to be godly, to be spiritual, to be holy. It doesn't matter what it is. You're well able to overcome it because God can bring you through it let's pray father we thank you today for your word we thank you for allowing us this great privilege to be encouraged today lord for god we can only be encouraged by you we can only be encouraged knowing that you are the one that will bring us through that you are the one lord god that will direct us and if we trust in you lord god we will be fine I pray today, Lord God, that the blessings of the Lord will flow freely in the homes and the lives of every person that have joined us today, Lord God. Let them know assuredly, Lord God, that they will be fine, Lord God. Ah. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will help us. I pray that you will equip us, Lord God, and that we will have boldness and confidence in you, walking in faith and not by sight, Lord God. Jesus, have your way today. Oh, God, I pray that something will change in us before we leave, Lord God. I pray the power of God will overshadow us and that our faith, Lord God, will increase, Lord God. Oh, I pray courage and boldness upon the people of God today. That when the obstacles come, you will remember this word. That when the challenges come, you will remember this word. That whatever happens, Lord God, you, oh God, will help them to know that you're with them, Lord Jesus. I pray today your will be done. Your kingdom come. Oh, 
God is speaking to us, church. God spoke to us. God is, God, today, God is as real as he can be in speaking to your heart. I want you to hear him today. Don't let this word escape you, but hold on to this word and know that God called this meeting today. And God is speaking and has spoken. Now take in his word. Now live out his word. Now trust his word. Now know God will do what he says he will do. God wants to do it for us individually. God wants to do it for us collectively. God wants to do it for us. And we just have to trust him. We just have to follow him. We just have to stand on his word. God wants to do something for us. Oh, God, I feel his presence right now. There's something happening right now deep down in your soul. There's something happening right now in your life because God is the one that's speaking to you. It's God that's guiding you and giving you direction. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are a conqueror. Woo! Jesus, have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, have your way. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let your will be done. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, by his blood, we're redeemed. We're redeemed. He shed his blood for you. He shed his blood for me. He has not given up on us. We are well able to overcome and conquer. Yes, 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 yes. We're in the race. We're in the race, church. We're in the race. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is on your side. God is for you. And who can be against you when God is for you? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you are, church. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, God. Oh. Woo. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. It don't matter what you go through. God built you. God made you. God equipped you. You are a conqueror. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Keep fighting, church. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Keep, keep fighting. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, God, we love you. We love you, Jesus. 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 We
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. stretch my hand towards you and let's pray for one another that we will overcome because we're well able and that we will fight the fight of faith and all the challenges and all the struggles that come that we will overcome father in the name of Jesus I thank you for your word today Lord you said your word will not go out and return unto you void now Lord that the word have gone out let every heart that have heard it receive it Lord God and, Lord, we touch and agree today, believing, Lord God, that, Lord, whatever struggles, whatever challenges, whatever obstacles that come before us, Lord God, we will overcome. For, Lord, you have already told us we're well able to overcome. Now, Lord, I pray that faith will increase and the power of God will move in our life like never before. And that doubt uh, nor unbelief will have no place in our life. But, God, that we will truly live out this word, that we will truly do your will. Oh, Father, bless your people and strengthen them. I pray that whatever we have been procrastinated to do, that from this moment on, we will move forward with no procrastination. But we will go forth and do what we ought to do. That we will go forth and obey you and trust you. Lord, I pray today for strength that we don't have, that you will give unto us, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, uh, that all that we need to make us able, to make us capable, to move forward and overcome and conquer, I release it now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I release it now in the name of Jesus. Uh, let it be so in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's thank him today. In the name of Jesus. Church, I love you. I love you very much. Have a wonderful day. Be careful out there and enjoy yourself in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.